0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Family Life podcast. Man, after 7 months and like 17,000 miles, we're back to our our home base after an epic road trip with unbelievable adventures and crazy things. It's fun, it's fun to think about like the first half of this year was just pure adventure and memories from the most stunning, remote jungle waterfalls to connecting with, with beautiful, wonderful people uh, from all around the world. And man, just ah, so much goodness. And we led some trips and had all kinds of great adventures and Oh, it's it's awesome, you guys! Like, like this is what this is what it's all about is collecting memories. You know that with us, it's that's that's what we live for is to collect memories and experiences and to make life special. So we're back. We're we're ready to load up. Um, I'll give you a little teaser here, my friends. Uh, both Rachel and I are working on our books. We're each writing a book. And you better buckle up, get ready for some awesomeness, because it's coming. And Rachel's is going to be about our uh, wandering adventures, and she's such a phenomenal writer. And the way she tells, you know, the way she just teaches and tells stories is is magical. So I, I'm excited to read her stuff. And then I'm writing my book, finally, about men. It's for men. It's helping men be... Men, oh, this one's gonna be—it's gonna be awesome. So, get excited about that. We'll—we'll we'll be sharing things here and there, and and uh, sharing the excitement and sharing bits and pieces. And love to hear from you guys when you when you read read sections or chapters. And ah, oh man, those are exciting times—very, very exciting times. There's there's one more thing before I dive into today's topic. There's one more thing I really want to—I feel like I have to do. I have to raise kind of a voice of warning there are some and maybe you've heard people say kind of things like this and throw it out there but it's actually happening like right now in front of us it feels surreal like weird like this is the stuff you read about in the past in those, in those crazy societies that later fell apart these are the things you read about in dystopian novels like the, the crazy scary fiction ones but it's happening right now le- legitimately happening and it's it's deeply deeply concerning and the, the main thing I want to mention today is the there, there's a full-on attack from both government and um, big tech and I know I know as soon as I start saying things like this it sounds all conspiracy theorists but roll with me here there's there's a f- there's an assault being made on freedom of speech. And, and that's it's almost always the first step towards um, totalitarianism or authoritarianism or socialism or any kind of form of tyranny when we start censoring what other people can say. And and I get it. And I'm sure some of you are like, hey, yeah, but there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's there's a lot of bad crap out there. And I get it. But at what price, at what cost do we start censoring the things that we don't like? And, and who gets to decide? Who gets to decide what we don't like? Who gets to be the one... Pushing the button, so to speak, to censor and, and actually de deplatforming people is now a thing. And and doctors who are raising their voice saying, "Hey, no, we're we're looking at the research, and sorry, it doesn't line up." Those guys are being deplatformed, they're being censored, they're being threatened, they're being fined, like major stuff. And and I get it, like okay, well yeah, but we don't want dis misinformation out there. We don't want things that are wrong out there, but my friends, roll with me on this. We have to tolerate some misinformation and some bad information. You know, if, if somebody's really racist or just really ignorant, has just stupid ideas, we have to tolerate the stupid ideas so that the good ideas can have the freedom to be shared. You with me on that? That's, that's part of the exchange rate. It's part of the package deal. If we're going to have total freedom of speech, we have to tolerate some stupidities. And it's actually a good thing. It's a good thing to have it out there because it teaches people how to think. Instead of creating an echo chamber or this really sculpted narrative and, no, you can only say things that kind of fit in what we think and whoever the we is. You with me? And, and when they start encroaching uh, on, our, on our ability to just share our ideas and opinions. And, again, and you're like, yeah, but we've got to protect people. We've got to help people. And I, and I get that. And I hear you. And I understand that. But at what cost? And those messages always study history, you guys. Dig, in, dig into the history books. And you'll see this again and again and again. It's always for the good of the whole. For the good of the people, for the good of the republic, right? That's always the narrative when they start taking away freedoms., Ooh. and I'm almost done with the gulag archipelago right now, and if you have not read that or listened to it, get the abridged version because the three books on abridged is huge it's huge unless you unless you want to go after that, you love that stuff and go the full range but I got the abridged one, so it takes the three books and kind of abridges them. Still phenomenal. Still majorly long. But, and it's hard. It's a hard read. It's a hard listen. But it needs to be heard because we have to be reminded. I, it's unbelievable to me. This was happening while my mom was a little girl. And my mom's still alive, you guys. This was happening in my mother's lifetime on this planet. It is unreal. That, that that well it's unreal that it ever has happened. It's just unspeakable. But it all started with little movements towards the century. Right now, that might sound a little fanatical. It might sound a little extreme. You're like, oh geez, come on. It's just it's just one little issue. Stop comparing it to something extreme. But in in almost every instance, as I've just deeply dug, dug through history. It all started like that with one little instant. They just start encroaching a little bit at a time, and then it then it you know spirals out of control. And the people in the moment saying, Hey, well this feels a little off and I'm like, no, it's not a big deal, it'll never go that far. It won't get that bad. I'm just again, I'm just I'm just quoting from the history book here. This isn't my opinion. I'm just sharing stories from history and patterns. So we all need to do what whatever we can in our own space and frame our own circle of influence to protect our freedoms. Man, this one's big. We've got to protect our freedoms. It's a big, big deal. So it's happening right now. People are being shut down and censored. Uh, I know of a doctor. I, I've loved, absolutely loved reading his stuff over the years as he's talked a lot about... Um, fast intermittent fasting and ketosis and exercise and healing like natural ways to heal the body. I mean just phenomenal phenomenal stuff. They shut him down. The government the government stepped in and shut him down because he was sharing research, actual numbers ironically from other universities and other organizations who've done research and they they report their findings and say, "Hey, this this isn't holding up." The the number it, what you're saying doesn't match. With the, the research. And so he publishes that and they shut him down. And and again, okay, let's roll with it. Let's say he's dead wrong. Let's say those organizations are dead wrong. We have to tolerate that in order to maintain our freedom. Ooh, All right, something to chew on. Something to chew on there. All right, ready? Let's dive in. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not enough just to be good it's not enough just to be good and that's that's an interesting statement because our our default thinking is that if if we're a good person it'll be enough right good people thank you for being good people by the way like we need (laughs) the world needs lots of good people so keep being good but by being good and those of us who are striving to be good the the kind of default thinking the the kind of the back in our heads like it just just be good just be a really good person just don't don't do wrong don't do evil don't you know wallow in darkness right and and that's true and that's good that's fantastic but it's not enough right, right. because and here's why well, let me tell a story. i told this story before, but I want to repeat it because it hit home so hard. My my wife, um, her grandma was in her 90s, and Rachel, had, we were living, I can't even remember where we were living, we were living somewhere in Central America, and Rachel flew back to spend some time with her grandma. Her grandma was, was getting very old and frail, and we knew she was going to pass soon. So she came up to spend some time with her, and her children, now grown, were still, they were having, they were going through a really tough time and there was some like some family feuds and fighting and some discord and and things were, things were pretty rough at that time. And her grandma in her nineties just kind of said with, with despair and remorse, she said, I always thought that, that it would be enough if I was just a good person that my kids would turn out. And just like, oh, you know, I I thought if I was a good person, it, it would be enough to raise good kids. Right? Now, her, her kids are good kids, right? They're good people. But but her point just, it was like dropping a bomb. It was a mic drop moment. Like, oh, yes. And Rachel and I have just leaned into that principle and seen it again and again and again in our own lives and in the lives of all the people we get to work with. It's just not enough to merely be a good person. Now that might seem overwhelming to you or or hard like, oh girl, I'm just trying this hard to be a good person, right? And some of us are still struggling to be good people. I get it. But I'm also want to share uh, uh, this voice, this message of, hey, it's not enough. And let's let's buckle up you guys. Because we don't Want to end up in a place of deep remorse for ourselves, our spouses, our marriage, our our children, our families, our children—like all of that—and and have dropped the ball because we weren't good at that thing. So here's here's the idea. Let me drive this home. I just, as I was thinking about this this morning, um, man, I've been exercising like crazy. You guys, I've set I've set some huge, huge goals. Uh, In fitness and in my personal life, family and business. I love this time of year because for me, I just, it's like I'm coming around the track and I've got till, you know, the end of the year. So we have five months in the the year. I love this time of of life because it just, man, I just love driving towards the deadline, towards the finish line. And so I set some big, big goals and I'm going after it. In fact, I've been exercising twice a day hard and just loving it and listening. So I went through... Um, I, I went through 13 books in June and July. In two months, I did 13 books. And they were meaty, fantastic books. Really, really good stuff. Uh, in fact, on this note of, of the free speech stuff that I was talking about, freedoms, will you all please read The Law by Frederick Bastiat? He's a French, French writer, wrote this, and I think, late 1800s, around, right, right around the time they're having the revolution. They have some troubles in their government. Um, and he wrote this and it is spot on, spot on. And man, some of the things he wrote, you think, did he did he just write that today because of what he sees going on right now? Like very important. So read that book. Um, but I'm reading. I'm, I'm riding my bike. I'm I'm training hard, I'm exercising hard, going to our Krav Maga classes, um, just really leaning in. And while I'm on my bike, I it just it just hits me. This principle is so important. It's like it's just not enough to merely be a good person because here we go. You can be a good a person and a piss poor husband. You can be a good person and a lousy lover. You can be a good person and a poor loser. You can be a good person and be terribly. Unproductive. You can be a good person and really unorganized. (laughs) You can be a good person and live constantly in chaos. And, and some of you, I know I know. as we roll along here, some of you are like, going to raise your hand and be like, I'm guilty. Guilty as charged, right? You can be a good person and a lousy listener. You know anybody like that? Really good people, but they just suck at listening. You can be a good person and you can be distracted and absent as a father or mother. Or as a, as a child, for that matter. You can be a good person and a terrible businessman you can be a good person and a really crappy entrepreneur (laughs) or employee, right? I know good people that just are terrible employees. You can be a good person and a very foolish investor. You can be a good person and a flimsy friend. You can, anybody know people like that? Just really, really good people, but man, they're not reliable at all. You can be a good person and you can be an unresponsive son or daughter. You can be a good person and you can be totally ignorant. You can be a good person and be utterly uneducated or undereducated or underdeveloped. Anybody with me on that one? You can be a very good person and still be very underdeveloped. And it affects you and the people around you. You can be a good person and you can be clueless to what's going on around you. You can be a good person and you can be unaware of the needs of other people, right? Because you're so caught up in your own stress and your own chaos and your own distraction, your own life. You can be a good person and just not have any control of what's going on. You can be a good person and not have any influence. You can be a good person and be super unhealthy. You can be a good person and... You will know, just be really suffering mentally. Like you just, you don't have your mental game on. You with me? You can be a really good person and be an emotional wreck. You can be a good person and socially retarded. <laughs> right? I, I know I used to be. You with me on all this? You can be a good person in a financial disaster. Right? Is, is this hitting home? Like, you can be a really good person and just stink at all that stuff. But here's here's a, an important piece of this. Like, if you're no good at tennis, well, okay, right? No big deal. Or heaven forbid you're no good at pickleball, right? Well, that's that stuff's popular. And let's say you're no good at pickleball, but you want to be good. And so you work on it and you get good. Great. But let's say you have no desire in the world to be great at tennis or pickleball or whatever else and if you don't like okay you don't have to do anything about it but that's not true in other important areas of your life like your marriage if you're a good person but you really stink at being married like the skill set of marriage not okay (laughs) you with me because that's going to, it's it's gonna suck, for you and your spouse and your kids. It's miserable, and it's a, it's a skill set. This is where it really hit me. I was I was riding my bike this morning. I'm like, I was just thinking, like, okay, being being a parent is a skill we cultivate and develop. Like, okay, you you might not be good at playing the piano, and oh, well, whatever. I'm not good at playing the piano, and, and that's no big deal. But if I'm not very good at parenting, that's a big deal. And uh, as, as, as I work with people more and more and talk to people and, and lead people and, and speak and meet with groups and, and read, uh, it, it is easily the vast majority of people are dealing with problems that they kind of picked up or experienced because of their parents, their parents' poor parenting. That's probably the most common story in in the history of the world. Parents making some pretty gnarly mistakes and, and people still into their adult lives struggling because of it. That comes up all the time. So if you're no good at the piano, whatever. If you're no good at parenting, that's not, you don't just like, well, I'm just not good at it. That's, not, in my mind, that is unacceptable. You and I have a moral obligation to be a good parent with fully developed parenting skills. So if you have kids, this is me kind of ranting here. I I'm, I'm, mean, I feel this because I, I, I get to see the ugly side of this every day. If you have children... There's no getting out of the, the moral obligation to be, become good at parenting. Done. Period. That's not one of those ones you can brush off like, yeah, I'm not very good at mountain biking. So what? You can, you can, you can take it or leave it, whatever. But not with parenting. If you have children, you have to become good at parenting. Ooh, Is this hitting home? What about work? What about contribution? What about connection? What about being present? In my mind, working on those skills is non-negotiable. Who's with me on this? right and you've heard me talk about it before and i just want to i want to keep reiterating and this and, and again i'm i'm always my primary audience i'm focusing on myself i'm always working on myself i'm looking at like okay what is what is in my life what's an important part of my life and if it's in my life and it's not going anywhere then i better be good at it and i better be doing something daily or at least weekly to get better at it i have to be strategic about my skill development Right? So if we were to sit down together, I'd say, okay, show me your skills plan. Or describe it to me at least. My my, what? My my skills plan? What? Right? We have house plans. We have business plans. But where's your skills plan? Where's your personal growth and development plan? Show, show me your schedule. Show me your calendar. And you know what's really insightful is show me the past calendar. Not your future calendar. What's what you know? Not what's not what's scheduled to happen, but what actually happened. Show me your past calendar. How did you do in the last month on skill development for the important aspects and roles in your life? Oh yeah, that's good right there, right? So with 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 parenting, for example, if or, or with all of it actually, if you want to have a great marriage, if you want to have really healthy kids, like holistically healthy, physically healthy, mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, financially healthy kids, and you want a good relationship with them, if you want to have friends, like close friends, not superficial friends, not the frothy, frivolous, chit-chatty friends that, that you know, run at the first sign of change, change or danger, but if you want true friends. If you want to make a a difference in the world, if you work period, then you simply cannot settle for being, for merely being a good person. Because if you fail financially all the while, telling yourself, but I'm, I'm a good person. And you know, this is interesting on this one, particularly with finances and earning. Um, I remember thinking that. I literally remember believing wholeheartedly that if I was a good person, that I would prosper financially. Isn't that interesting? And I I I know a lot of religious people that that believe that idea. And like, great, yes, be good, but I I later realized, I'm like, wait a minute, my income isn't determined by my goodness. My income is determined by my income-producing skills combined with goodness, right? Because if, if you're shady and, yeah, you're, yeah, if, you, if you're doing shady stuff, like, it's going to fail, right? It's going to fail. And then, but but, but the point is, like... It's tied to those skills, so it's not, it's not being a good person that's going to help you financially, it's cultivating your financial skills, because, you know, how how often have we met good people that have really poor work ethics, and and they're just, they're not great employees, right? And, and on and on, we can do every scenario, but I just wanted to drive this message home. That, well, and here's, <laughs> here's how I wrote it down, like with some emphasis, right? We have to stop sucking at the things that really matter, especially if it's because we're succeeding in the things that don't. Some of us are developing super awesome skills and abilities and things that honestly don't matter. You with me? That one that one starts to sting a little bit when you realize, yeah, man, I'm really, really good at want to name name your thing, whatever. It, you can be really good at <clears throat> some hobby or Something you're passionate about something you're interested in, and yet you you you're pretty shabby as showing up for your spouse like let that hit home. you might be a world- class surgeon and a totally distracted flatline spouse not okay. Ooh. Oh, man, you, hear? you feeling that? It's powerful, isn't it? Woo! Oh, I love this stuff. So it's, a, it's an opportunity, it's a privilege, and a responsibility to really lean into, not, not just being a good person. So please be a good person. Be, be genuinely good. and Keep working on it. Keep working on just your pure goodness. But it's not enough to be merely be a good person. We have to daily and or at least weekly but daily we can learn something we can work on something we can we can make incremental improvements every day that's that's easy enough to do i'm cultivating the skills of being good in the skill sets that are required for the things that really matter so make make a note of that create a plan do that today please just just jot down some things in fact just take one thing if you're going to take one just pick one one area Where you want to develop some skills and then just write down some specific ideas or action steps. So, Because you don't want to walk away from this like, yeah, I need to be better at this stuff. And then that's it. I just need to be better at this stuff. It's too general, too vague. Nothing will happen. Pick one thing and say, yeah, I'm I'm going to get better in marriage, for example. And I'm going to get better at listening. And the way I'm going to get better at listening is I'm going to put my phone on airplane mode in the evening and leave it in the other room. And I'm going to be really present. And when my spouse is talking, when my kids are talking, I am all in, right? Right there. That's one powerful skill set that'll, that'll transform things. It's really awesome. All right, you guys. So uh, be sure be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't po- subscribed yet and, and share this. Share this with, with people you know and care about, um, and share these ideas. This is, uh, this is again, it's this movement we want to create of, of all of us just leveling up. A little bit at a time and just raising our, our ourselves first and our families and our communities and our society. It matters so much. And uh, if, if you like this, if you like the podcast, you know, and leave a review or a rating and then, oh man, and another bit of exciting news here. I made a commitment. One of my big goals, I'm going to post a, a new video every weekday for the rest of the year on my YouTube channel. So go over to YouTube and subscribe there and check out these the great videos with just I'm just going to nail like really powerful principles that I've come across over the last couple of decades. Uh, things that really matter. And I'm going to share those on there. So love you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of this. And uh, pick pick your skill set and share it with me. Shoot me a message. Pick the, the specific skill you're going to start working on, your little skill plan. To not be merely a good person. To be really good at the things we have to do day in and day out. And let's get after it. Love you guys. Reach out